0: For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C O R P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CORP for 15% off today.
1: What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate. Now, listen, check it out. Y'all know I just completed season two. Wow, season two. Um, uh, it's season two and y'all know from time to time we'll have, you know, B-sides where we just kind of have a, a real talk conversation with, uh, with a special guest and, uh, listen here today's special guest is, uh, pretty special. She's a uh, pretty great, uh, she's pretty talented and, um, I'm excited to have her here. Actually, she was one of the first, uh, black women that I ever have worked with in consulting, um, great background. She and I met in person and um she has a great story um we talked a lot about uh, like tr- strategic change management at the time and just kind of navigating these spaces she was been a great mentor to me she's one of the main reasons that i was able to be promoted to manager at my last job which helped me transition to my new job uh and uh yeah she's great i don't wanna i don't wanna spoil too much i'm gonna go ahead and introduce her uh she is a a, a mentor a public speaker a businesswoman an entrepreneur uh a creative, right? Her name is Kathleen White. That's right, y'all. Kathleen. So right, so Kathleen, right, so it's like a combination of like it's black, but it, you know, it still the it passes the resume test. Like it, you'll still you will still interview a Kathleen, Right? So it's it's a really nice combination there. Kathlyn what's up? How you doing?
2: Hey Zach. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I passed your sniff test.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no. It, it's, it's not my sniff test you need to pass. You know what's sn- <laughs> Kevin will make it past the resume test. It's not like a, a, a LaQuanda, is what is my point. And Zachary, of uh-huh. course, is very respectable. Like Zachary, I mean, how many Black Zachs do you even know? Do you know a lot of Black Zacks? You live on the West Coast, but like, do you know a lot of Black Zacks? I don't. Exactly. Um, so, with that being said, um, today we're talking about black and just talking about self care uh, and 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 what that really looks like practically. Um, a lot of times, you know, we talk about we talk about self care. We talk about Um, We talk about we talk about the perspective of natural hair because it's an easy entry point into self-care. But I'd like to really, Kathleen, give you some space to kind of talk about yourself, talk about your journey, talk about some of the things that you got going on. And then we can go from here. From there. How does that sound?
2: That sounds good. So tell me where tell me where you want to start. I mean, you know, self-care, especially in the black community, is a very large topic. Right. Um, it could cover a wide range of things. i probably probably wouldn't need more than just a podcast episode to really dive in.
1: Big facts. Where do we want to start? You know, that's a really good question. How about we start with your journey in terms of, you know, your transition um, from, uh, you know, adolescence and high school to college to then and uh, you know I, I don't want to again I don't want to tell too much but I know that you know that you spent some time out of the country And you came back, um and and you've continued to grow and you, how you've your personal image and how you manage your image has continued to grow and shift as you've been in corporate America. I think that would be a really cool story to tell.
0: Okay.
2: Um, well, I mean, from adolescence till now, it'd probably be, again,
1: <laughs> another, another novel. So we could
2: probably <laughs> cut it back, but I, I think it is an interesting um, point to talk about, you know, how do you grow with yourself, especially within not just what you're doing individually, but um, how you do and how you grow within your job, your entrepreneurial ventures etc um so you know for me you know i had the i was blessed to go to spelman college um let's go to two hbcs actually i started at hampton and i transferred to spelman but one of the wonderful things about going to a historically black college um is that you really are left with this sense of beauty um in all shapes and sizes with people who look like me um, who have my skin color, um, and who therefore have very similar experiences. And we all have different backgrounds. We all are completely different people. But leaving an HPCU, you leave with a sense of pride that no one is allowed to take from me. Um, and it gave me a boost in my self-confidence that I didn't have going to predominantly white schools um, as I matriculated from, you know, teenage years right all the way through high school graduation. Um, And it was extremely impactful for me as I started to navigate the corporate world and entrepreneurship. Um, And one of the biggest legs up I found is that, you know, when it comes to self-care, a lot of that starts at the root with how you manage your time and manage your space. Um, And it's not easy to do um, because when you start on your first job, when you start taking on and tackling, you know, your first venture you find that there are a lot of people who don't like you, look like you when you're a black person, and because of that, you end up with a lot of different, sometimes negative experiences. Sometimes it's hard; it's hard to feel comfortable. Right. Um. It's hard to not feel so challenged. Um. So having that spirit already from the HBCU provided me with um a support system that I couldn't pay for. Um. And so it really it really did make a big difference for me. Um, as I started to do and start to grow into my roles, I started out in consulting because one, because I love technology. My mom, um, who is a boss in the technology space, she Ow. was a CEO of a tech company for about 15 years and now sits on the boards of Verizon, Nordstrom, Roper, you name it. Right. You know, and the right. list will go on and continue. Right. So, you know, she was a huge influence to me as well as with my dad around making sure that, you know, they always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to be in technology because it was a space that was always going to be there. So I wanted to understand it since I wasn't an engineer. um, I didn't really have an interest in being an engineer, but I loved how engineers think, right? So I wanted to be in a space, and I went specifically into technology consulting because I was going to get my hands dirty. That was awesome and so i, I joined cap gemini out the gates and man do they let you get your hands dirty and i'm talking about drinking from the fire hose mm-hmm. very quickly
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know so you're you're balancing and managing how to learn how to do that and start your new job and all that good stuff while also managing your space so i had to set some rules for myself around how i was going to navigate i had to make sure that i was networking and getting to know people within, you know, my company, while also knowing that there might be some boundaries there that I will have to set for myself because I'm not as comfortable in different areas. So it was, it was an interesting journey, but again, you know, my foundation was set. So from there, I really was able to, you know, take it a bit further and, you know, my self-confidence and my comfort level with who I was as, as a black woman, really made a huge difference as i navigated the workforce and you could probably ask anyone who i joined and started with they knew who i was i commanded every room i went in and it was not necessarily because of my skills it was more so because of obviously that was a part of it but it was more so because of the presence i had in the room and that presence came from me understanding what my self-worth was out the gate so no one was going to be allowed to determine that for me i don't care whether i was taking meeting minutes in the meeting Or I was facilitating a session, right? No matter what it was, I commanded that space and that presence. And that allowed me to not only grow very quickly, get promoted very quickly, and network really well. It also afforded me opportunities to travel um, and ultimately move to Australia for an awesome four-year opportunity after I got married. So, you know, that's I think that's that's at the root of where a lot of my, you know, self-awareness comes from as a black woman is, you know, what my, my parents and family instilled in me. Plus, you know the foundation that HBC provided me.
1: So that's really dope, right? And and can we, you know, I, I want to double down on part that you said, like everyone who, when I was working with you, and I think that you know that continues forward, of course, is that you know it's like, hey, we know Kathleen knows who she is, she knows what she's about, and no one's really going to shake her from that. Can you talk a little bit about how your your appearance and like how you man how your hair journey? Like came into play with that, like from, sure, from like yeah, from like from graduating Spelman to then like I don't know today.
2: Sure. So well, it's, I think it's important to mention that you know y- yes, I am that way now, right? I had to grow into that person. It just so happened that going to an HBCU really helps, you know, catapult me into that. Uh, so, but I still had my awkward, all kinds of awkward phases, and it's, especially when it came to my hair, because God bless my mom, she just did not know right how to do it. Because, you know, unbeknownst to most people, all African-Americans, we all have different types of hair, Ooh. right? We don't all come out with the same type of hair. We have different curl patterns, different right. textures, different thickness, right? My mom's hair is extremely bouncy, right? It's very bouncy. It is, she's got these big spirals. So when I came out, you know, she's looking at I mean, I had a huge head of hair. It's definitely tiger curls, but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that the texture was different. So very early on, she permed my hair. And it's not rightly or wrong. She didn't know what to do, right? And she and her mom and her family, they all had, they didn't have that type of hair eyes. They didn't know what to do. So she permed my hair and it was straight. And for gosh, all the way up until I went to college, I stayed perming my hair because that just seemed like what I needed to do in order to get it straight. And at that point in time, straight was all I really saw. Hmm. My mom's hair was wavy. So even when she had her curls out, her hair was still semi-straight. And because I grew up in fairly monotonous areas, I still saw a lot of straight hair. And even with my family, a lot of the black women in my family, they also had perms or, you know, would press out the hair, et cetera. So I never really saw curls in their natural state on different types of people. I just didn't see it. I wasn't exposed. So when I went to school and I kept trying to keep up that perm process, first of all, that stuff is expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. I had, you know, there was there was only so much I was going to be able to do. My parents would side eye me with, when they would see some of these bills. You know, they, I was absolutely blessed. My parents were able to support me through college, but they were not trying to hear anything about this hair care stuff. They were, you need to figure that out. Right. So I stopped perming my hair, and then I just got it pressed. And I remember talking to one of my hairdressers um, in Atlanta once I transferred to film, and she was like, "You know, why did you perm your hair in the first place?" And I said, "I don't know. It's just what happened." So then she started showing me how I can do things without perming my hair. So then I was straightening it, right? Right. Um. But again, that's just what I did. Fast forward, moved to Australia, and I didn't realize how human Australia was, but also didn't think about it. You know, who well, I don't know where I was in my mind, right? But I did not consider the fact that there were not going to be many African-Americans, forget African-Americans, <laughs> people of different types of color, right, over right. there well, from the different parts of the world. Yeah, you do have the aboriginals. They do. They live in specific places. Right. And which is, it's a whole and that's a whole separate podcast conversation because that is absolutely an issue in Australia. But I'll have to put a pin in that. But either way, there wasn't a lot of different types of cultures, especially when it came to hair. So I spent a couple of months over there just trying to find somebody to even help me with my hair because I didn't know what to do. And I mean, I had hairdressers come at me with this, you know, fine tooth comb trying to detangle. I was like, I don't know what you're doing with that. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to do with that on my head because you're just going to break it in my hair. And so after about three or four tries of that, I just said, you know what? Forget it. This isn't going to work. Obviously, I can't wear my hair straight. I'm going to have to figure out what it looks like when it's curly. So me and YouTube all day, that's what it was. And one of my favorite favorite um you know youtube channels was natural 85 um mostly because not only was she making her own products she made it very easy for me to understand what she was doing um and to be fair her, i don't have the exact same hair texture she did right so i knew i was taking a risk on trying some of the stuff <laughs> but i did it anyways and right. i made everything i made the shampoos i made conditioners i made gel i did it all and because I was in Australia, nobody knew what my hair was supposed to look like. I went through this really weird, awkward, I don't know what my hair is doing, probably for like a year and change. And nobody knew any better because they didn't know <laughs> what it was like. Oh, your hair is so cool. I'm like, little do you know, I look crazy. Right.
0: Um,
2: but it was it was definitely liberating. And then once I kind of saw what my hair was doing, I was like, oh, this is great. Right. You know, I, I, I can I can start to see how amazing my hair really is because it can do all the things yeah sure i can have it straight but it can be curly i can twist it up i can braid it right um i can let it be out i can throw it if i want to and i was like it was an empowering and inspiring thing for me to just get in there in my scalp and really figure out what was going on right um so that's 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 really how my journey came to be with my hair and it was just an extension of me learning about and me embracing my Um, my self-confidence and and my identity and who I was it was just another level right because we continue to evolve right
1: no so this
2: was just another piece my evolution was connecting more to my hair and my crown in this space and it was awesome
1: it's just incredible for me Kathleen to watch you because I was like because by the time I saw you like you were kind of like at the end like not the end but you were at a, a different part of your journey when you and I met right so, cause yeah. when I met you, you mean
2: specifically with my hair and my, my awareness. That right, right, mean? right. So I yeah. saw the
1: glory, but I didn't see all the story. I didn't, you know, I wasn't there for the story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, your hair was all big and stuff. I was like, Oh wow, look at yours. It's like my wife's oh, wow, amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really what's up. Okay. So now as you've continued forward, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about, about some of the business ventures that you've, that you're, that you're involved, that you're involved in, that you've started, um, kind of like as an extension of that.
2: Sure. So um, actually, funny enough, so when I was in Australia going through this, my best friend, um, Asha, so Asha Bates, she went to college with me. She went to film with me. And she came to visit me in Australia. We are. She is definitely my travel partner in crime. And so when I was moving to Australia, I mean, she's looking at tickets. She's like, all right, well, I'm coming. So she came and she saw. where my hair was at that point in time, and she was like, "You know, Kevin, this is, you know, your hair looks great." I'm like, "Thanks." Honestly, I feel like this is just the start, and I feel like it's still in this awkward phase. But I'm enjoying figuring this out. Huge caveat here: I had the time, right? It was just my husband and I over right. there right. doing my job, right? And so my hair at that point in time was kind of like my kid. It took a lot of time, so I want to make sure that's clear because not everybody has all that time to spend. And Lord knows if I had half of what's going on, what I do now then? It probably would have taken me at least a good two, or three years to figure it out. Right. So that's just my, my huge caveat. When right. she came to visit me, she's like, you know, I'm gonna try and do this back. You know, in the US, obviously, you're having a hard time here because there's nobody, right? And there's no beauty supply stores and no help. So she went back home to Chicago at the time, and she kind of started going through her own journey, and it was struggle, right? She was getting, you know, she was subscribing to all the boxes and everything, and. You know, just like, you know, a lot of people will tell you, right? They're a product junkie. They open, you know, you open your bathroom cabinet and there's like 20 million things in there. And, you know, she remembers she had a a very vivid memory at the time where she went to a beauty supply store just looking for conditioner. I think she might have gone in there like just having washed shampoo out of her head because she ran out of conditioner. Because, you know, for a lot of people, we use a bottle per condition depending on how much hair you have, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she walks into the beauty supply store and you know, it's a little dingy, a little dark, but whatever. She just needs to get conditioner. And the person who was, uh, who was there supposedly helping her, right, but who owned the store, was really not giving her any information. She was like, I need some conditioner. This is the type of hair I have. And they're kind of like, well, here's all the aisle, right? And the aisle has like, you know, 5011 products. And she's like, which one? And she started to describe her hair. They had no idea, right? They're like, there's the aisle. Um, and then before she even leaves the store, you know, they're pointing her towards weave and she's like, that's not actually what I want. And, you know, at that moment, she really kind of felt something in her spirit. She's like, this doesn't make any sense. Plus, I could probably do this better than they can do this. I have all these products in my, in my cabinet. I could probably sell these to somebody else better than someone else could because I now understand. So she started Coil Beauty. Uh, you know, she literally, she just said, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to do it. And so she created her business, got a website, all kinds of stuff, right? And she was a couple months into her journey and we were talking about it. One of the things that she mentioned, she was like, you know, the problem is I don't know where to begin. I know I have a website designer. These are all the things that I'm doing, but I'm not quite sure, right? If this is really the right way and e-commerce, all that stuff. So we right. started, we started vibing off of that. We started talking. And after a while, it not only did her, you know, what she was talking about speak to me. Obviously, I'd lived through it, but. There was also part of me that was like, you know, we could do this much better, let's just try. So at that point I said, listen, I'd love to join you. I'd love to I'd love to become a part of this, this journey. And so I joined her as her CEO. And at that point in time, I was able to not only help find, you know, uh, a brand manager and a project manager to really help us think through this, right? I was able to bring my obviously IT expertise to it, to figure out how we wanted to go through this, right? What journey we were gonna take and it has been a journey of love and frustration and irritation we have definitely become closer but the best part about this is that we created this space for you know african-american men and women who are looking for products that are made with them as the primary idea in mind right they are made for them we we carry skincare. And sunscreen that is made for people with color, you know, skin of a dark hue, right? Right, right,
1: right. We've
2: got nail polish, right, with different colors, and it's vegan, right? Because a lot of our skin can be sensitive, right? So why aren't we thinking about that? So we carry vegan nail polishes because it's super important to us. Same thing with lipstick. We have a lipstick brand that literally all they do is make lipsticks for people who want to see bright tones, new tones for black skin, right? Everything. And once we started digging in and she really found a ton of different product lines that were made like that, we said, well, well, let's help them get out there. Let's give them a platform. And so, you know, once I joined her vision, it's, you know, sky's been the limit. So Coil Beauty is definitely, you know, my, my love child. And I'm so, um, I'm so excited and happy that my best friend was wanting to have me along on this journey with her. Uh, but you know, she's definitely brought her vision to life and I'm, I'm out here executing it for her. Um, and we are continuing to grow and we love it. Um And so we're always looking for new brands. We're always excited about what they, what people are building. I think eventually we'll probably have a, a line of our own. Uh, but I think one of the best one of the best things I've seen is you know friends, family, people I meet on, meet on the street when they ask me, you know, what color lipstick am I wearing, or what kind is it, and you know, what am I putting on my hair, and I tell them, and I say, oh, by the way, here's where you can buy it. They're like, I've never heard of this brand before, and then we give them a place to go. So it's it's been it's been awesome.
1: That sounds incredible, and that's amazing, and you know it's interesting because i think what what we don't always consider or think about is that like we we as people of uh non-white identity we exist in a space that was not in created created inherently with us in mind and so correct right and so when especially we
2: especially in the beauty space right because especially beauty, in the beauty, beauty space. standards were european at best so all of the stores that sell beauty products were aligned to that and it's only within a recent year, right? Now mind you it's twenty nineteen, right? Right. So right, it's right. only within the recent year that you started to see more of a push and that's because we've got people, you know, like Pat McGrath and Rihanna, you know, right. and you know, people who are taking you know their stuff and putting it in your face to say we exist out here. Right. We are important. Not only that, we're the ones spending the money.
1: Right, we're the ones so, spending the money. We, you know, we spend the money we on are. these products that don't, that don't even, we, that even that aren't even good. That don't even
2: exist. So right. we're like, there's there's no reason why there's not a shopping experience that doesn't have to be so painful. We want it to be fun. I shouldn't have to go into a Sephora and it's like really hard to find someone to talk to who I can say, listen, I am a black woman and this is what I'm looking for. And like, oh yeah, it might be difficult to match. No. You come to Coil Beauty, what we wanted to do is make it fun. Shopping is still fun. We like to play in makeup. We like to try new hair stuff. We like to see new things, discover new products where I know when I'm looking at them, all of them were created with me in mind. So why wouldn't I want to do that, right? That's really where it came from.
1: No, absolutely. That's amazing. No, it's super dope. And I just think, again, like anything that we can do to like just further affirm like our perspective and experiences and like validate those needs because they're real needs. They're real, they're real valid um holes and gaps to close right and i mean yep. even like in the simple things around like band-aids like it it took me until i was like 23 24 to realize that oh the color of a band-aid is like that's white skin you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like that's not <laughs> like the like like being the default comes with a myriad of privileges and i think it does and you know i think like any any time we can push up against that by just simply uh creating platforms avenues companies quote-unquote movements um to affirm our own identity and perspective and experience and affirm those things like all the better um so that's amazing Mm -hmm. so so kathleen look here uh before we get up out of here do you have any shout outs uh anybody you wanna you wanna uh you know speak to you wanna let the uh we let the air horns go any anybody at all
2: shout out my village
1: my village is
2: awesome you know i have it's a it's a beautiful thing and i think I think we have downplayed how important the village is in general.. Yep, yep. So for me, between my parents and my friends and my brother and my husband and my kids, you know these are you know, these are all different aspects. My mentors, people I work with, my colleagues, everyone helps shape me as a person and right. continues to challenge me and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, obviously, I have to shout out my you know my, my business, Coil Beauty, which I'm so excited about and all the brands. Hey. That we carry, you know, love, you know, from myel to Lip Bar, um, to Paranova. I love all. I love all of them. Soltanicals. There's too many to name. Right, I could go on forever. Uh, but I'm, it is. It has been a, an amazing journey, and I'm excited to see where we go. And my business partner, um, and uh, you know the CEO and founder of my company, Asia Bates, who's also getting married this year. So nice hey, for on, her. Come on, Asia. Hey. Right. And I just honestly, I'm you know shout out to you for for creating a platform. And, you know, live in corporate because I think there's there's always a need to have conversations about everything. Who knows why and where and what type of impact we'll have on each other and who might listen to this and get inspired and do something else or have a question. And please let your listeners know I'm always open to questions and, you know, figuring this whole life thing out isn't easy, especially when it comes to, you know, self-care and self-confidence. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a 20, 30-minute conversation. It is a lifetime worth of experience and challenges and
1: hardships. All
2: rolled into
1: lessons learned. Man, that's so real. And yes, Kathleen, we're gonna make sure we have all of your contact information as well as Coil Beauty all in the the, just the show notes so people can click in and check it out. Now, listen, really? y'all. Y'all been listening to the Living Corporate podcast. I've been your host, Zachary Nun. You know you can follow us on Living Corporate at Living Corp underscore Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, and then you can find us on on uh, online at Living dash corporate.com please say the dash or living corporate.co livingcorporate.org livingcorporate.net we have all of the living corporates except for livingcorporate.com so you know what australia so check it out not only do y'all need to do the aboriginals right this is the second time i've said this and i'm not playing you need to do the aboriginals right and you need to go ahead and give give us that livingcorporate.com because somebody over there at kathleen like it's like they own it it's like not the not the of the country but like there's a company over there it's like they rent out like corporate space and they call it live i'm like come on y'all can give that up you know what i'm saying
2: well, <laughs> oh can they <laughs> i mean come that on. sounds like you need to work on your negotiation skills <laughs> <fun>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and i they were like terrified at the thought of like how much money that would actually cost i'm certain that this like LivingCorporate.com.au. i was like oh no um so oh, lately, yeah yeah no it's, it's they probably got they got it online. but anyway um uh, thank y'all you've been listening to kethlyn white Uh, mentor, entrepreneur, businesswoman, mother, wife, overall dope individual, peace.
2: Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate, LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got
1: a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.